Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins have regained the lead in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They are up two games to one over the Florida Panthers. My name is Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing much better now. I, I much prefer better. to be in the lead. That's that, Isn't it just so much grander? It's a lot better. And I think that's like exactly where we should start with just vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big vibes. Big vibes. Because the vibe check, the vibe check is high right now. And I'm hesitant to get too high on it because looking back now, hindsight obviously making things a lot clearer. It's so funny that after game one, we're like, oh, this team's winning the cup. This is over. They're going all the way. They might not lose a game on their way there. And then they lose the next game. And the immediate vibes are like, I don't know if they make it out of this round. I don't know if they do it. This team might be shot. They don't look the same. They look slow. They come back. They win one. And it's like, okay, they're back. Now Now we might go all the way again. It is so volatile, the emotions. And it happens all the time. It happens every year. But for whatever reason, it feels more palpable every time. So I'm trying to have some uh, hindsight before the fact. You know what I mean? Hindsight in the moment. Like, okay, mm-hmm. how will I look back on this and how can I not get all too excited? But it's hard not to when they looked as good as they did for most of this game. If you hear construction noises, it's because there's construction happening at my window for the last year inexplicably. So I apologize for that in advance. I've always said Yet, our show could use it. We could always use some hammering in the background. That's 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 the one comment we've received about this show, actually. So you're welcome, hand. listeners. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's so funny because not only are the Bruins fan base super volatile, myself especially, the Panthers uh, fan base are too, probably more so. Uh, it's so funny. I've, I've mentioned before, I'll say it again, I'll do it all season long. Uh, love going to the other team subreddit and just getting their vibe, getting a, like a vibe check on the other team. Yeah. And after game, so when the Bruins Panther series was announced, it was basically, well, we had a good season. And then after game Correctly one, so. it, yeah. And then after game one, it was like a little tentative, like, all right, yeah, that'll happen. And then after game two, my God, Alex Lyon owns your franchise. <laughs> the they quote were, of the series. Oh, my goodness. Little did they know. And they were riding high. They're like, oh, the, the line is if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's I don't know if you've been seeing that, but they're that's oh, the no, line. I haven't. They're it's really cool. Good. I'll say that. I'll it is cool. That. It is cool. That's it, it. It feels good to be part of a fan base of a team that is like such a leviathan that like that's the line when someone wants to be. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Like, to, oh, yeah, but their their battle cry is it's possible for this team to lose. Yeah. Remember, it's, it's possible. <laughs> that's talk about sandbagging. Cool. Yeah, like. So and then after game three, it's fire Maurice. Like, what the fuck are we doing with Barkov? Trade Barkov. Like, it's so good. Like, I love it so Dude, much. Dude, I was going through, like, I took your advice and I went on the Panthers subreddit. The most common thing that I saw about Barkov was he can stick around, but take that C off his chest. Oh, yeah. They're, they're that really- was crazy. So many people saying that. Yeah, a lot like, of like front office needs to have a conversation about Barkov. My favorite line is uh, Patrice Bergeron is not in this series, and he's still outplaying Barkov. That was I the mean, one I really liked. It's just not wrong. We uh, what? Do I want to just start there? Of all places, yeah. yeah we can just, just like pick around. apart Barkov, dude. Uh, he 
has been the biggest surprise of this series by just how much of a non-factor he is. And I know that he kind of got some of that shit last year for not showing up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really did not expect it this year because, I mean, they came in in a much different spot than they did last year. They were m- much more favored in the playoffs last year than than this year. I think they needed him to show up more, and he hasn't. Uh, he also just hasn't been involved. Like, it's not that he's not on the score sheet. It's that it takes me a while to notice that he's out there. Yeah. It, what's weird is he is on the score sheet, and you're like, what? Like, he had, like, on the score sheet last game, he didn't, he looked passable. Like, an assist, mm-hmm. three shots, a block shot, two hits. Like, that's not bad. Like, under 20 minutes, like, it was a minus one, but whatever. Uh, but it, it's the eye test. It's like you, you're halfway through the game, you're like, has he played yet? Yeah. Like, it's one of those games. Like, that's happened. Like, if I've, it's happened to me before, being like, if I want Frederick to have a good game, it'll be like halfway through. I'm like, I don't know if he's been out on the ice yet. I'm just like, oh, he has 12 <laughs> minutes. Okay. Right. Word. Cool. It yeah, dude, is. I was going to say, I was literally about to say, I think Barkov was taking short shifts because like I, I noticed him changing. That's always when I saw him is when he was changing. So I was thinking, oh, maybe he didn't get a lot of ice time. He played 19-20. Yeah, no, he is out there. Yeah, like he, he played first line minutes. He just does not look it. So I, I totally understand the frustration from their end. I think one thing they might not be considering is that he might be suffering from something as well. He might be battling through some stuff right now the Panthers fans say this is par for the course for him in the playoffs. Like he's just not a playoff guy. And that's true, but I don't know how much, I don't know how much stock to put in any of that, dude. I, I really don't know. I want to look at his actual playoff numbers. Cause I feel like that is something that gets perpetuated a little bit undeservingly. You know what I mean? That yeah, like, like a lot of guys will just get put like, Oh, like he sucks in the playoffs. End of story. Uh, so he has played 29 playoff games and has 23 points. That's like, yeah, that's not, it's not very different than his, uh, his career numbers. He's like a eight. little, he's a little under a point, a game guy. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, on the season, he was a plus 10 on the season. He had 78 points in 68 games. So this is just certainly a downtick from his regular season, but. Is it by that much? I, I don't know. Like, honestly, I, I don't even really think about Barkov a lot, <laughs> like in my day to day life or during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I do think about? Yeah, let's talk. Up, yeah. Who? It's Charlie, Charlie Coyle. We should all be thinking about Charlie Coyle a little we bit. All today, be, we should right? always be thinking about Charlie Coyle. My fucking goodness. Like, also, so, okay, I don't even know where to begin on this one. Just a monster, monster game from him like one of those just like oh shit yeah coil can kind of just take over a game whatever he's like up for it like and that's exactly what he did like mm-hmm. him bertuzzi no sick mcavoy like as bad as people were in game two like they flipped the switch and just came out and they looked like the team that won 65 games for, for like most a, of this game for most yeah, of this for game. most of it there was like a particular like 10 15 minute stretch towards the beginning there towards the middle of this game where it was just like, oh boy, <laughs> it's like yeah. if like like Panthers are in so much trouble if the Bruins. It was like early to mid second period, where like they were just running the show, and I listened to that in real time on the radio, and you were texting me saying like they're going off, they've you know it's all bees right now, and that's I'll tell you really tough to see on the radio. You can't see anything on there, 
So I was, you know, visualizing and trusting your text, but I watched it back this morning. And yeah, they were just running them. Like, yeah. and again, like Panthers suffered very, Panthers fans, I'll just say very reactionary, but they were just like, they were, <laughs> that's, you know, that meme. It's like the corporate needs to find you the difference between these two pictures. Yeah. It was like the Panthers logo and then like 10 ply toilet paper. Like, it's like same photo. I was like, ooh, I love it. Yes. Salty. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, Oh, it's dude. good. So it, I, it's I, so good to just see the Bruins again. That's what was I yeah. was so bothered by in the first two games. So Coyle having this kind of game. I mean, okay, all all three of these games so far, people aren't going to like this. You're not going to like this, but it's the truth, and it's worth talking about. You are getting a glimpse into the post Bergeron era, okay? Which which is not too far off. I don't yeah, know if post you know this. Era. And this game gave us an insight into the post Krejci era. But, well, the second post Krejci era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, got a we already had it. one. So <laughs> it was a practice. Uh, but Coyle, dude, Coyle kind of being that next guy in that role, that next veteran center, mm-hmm. I love. And this comparison is a little off, especially on the ice because they're not all too similar but he is at least personality wise and forward facing wise he's bergeron light yeah he uh i think he plays a far more physical game than bergeron does like bergeron i feel like his talent is like stick position body position where coil is just like i'm gonna out muscle you most of the time right i'm more saying um, off the ice in terms of team identity oh sure yeah forward no, facing stand up yeah. gentleman Oh, Coyle seems like just like a very well put together person. Like as most people team. from the Boston area are, of as course. We all are. We're all the best. I don't know what anybody else is talking about. We're so That's what everybody crazy. says, right? One, oh, he's one of those buttoned up Boston boys. You know That's those Weymouth people? Like, you know how <laughs> nice they are. I have no pre existing opinions on I was Weymouth gonna say, is there he any- is my opinion of Weymouth is <laughs> Much like Wagner is my opinion of Walpole. But, uh, dude, but, uh, so to touch on something you said, the post Krejci era, I think that's probably a good place to start in terms of breaking down the game. Yeah, I, I that agree. <laughs> that was five minutes before puck drop, we just find out Krejci is scratched. It is an upper body injury. The team was prepared for this, and they were uh, maybe not expecting it, but they were prepared for it. Uh, and Felino is coming in, and Nick Felino is playing, and he also n- knew he was playing. Yeah, or and this was is a really good shot. And this is all after like the morning practice where the lines had everybody, myself included, being like, "Oh, what? What?" At Freddie on the top line with Coyle, Lauko, Nosik, Hathaway, which honestly I really like. I mean, like. Talk about hindsight. Like at the time, I was like, ooh. And then when you broke it down line by line, you're like, oh, this kind of makes sense. And then it yeah. worked perfectly. And then it's also Montgomery. So it's not like those are the fixed lines for the game. Right. But my God, did they look fucking great far and that, away their best performance of the series. But that was that was a shock to me. I mean, I know they're keeping stuff under wraps and whatever, and they're doing a good job of it. But to uh, not not notice anything about Krejci other than him being slow in game two. We talked about that here, that he had trouble keeping up. 
but that's the only conversation that we had around him negatively. There was no indication that he might be hurt. He, like you said, was in the morning skate and was in the projected lines, and then he took warm-ups and yeah, that's, that's looked crazy fine too. in warm-ups. So they are hiding stuff like crazy, and um, to tease a little bit, I think a lot of it is uh, hockey know-how and respect from the media because I think they do know some of the things that are going on in terms of injuries, and I think they're intentionally keeping their mouth shut. Because, as, they uh, as they should. Because, I mean, you don't want to, you know, let's say I'm going to speculate here and make up something because I think this is probably not the issue. You don't want to be the, the guy who comes out and says, like, hey, uh, Bergeron has a broken right arm. And then, uh, you know, he comes back and plays a little early. And now Florida knows that he has a broken right arm. That's not what you want to do. You don't want to show your hand like that. Yeah, there's... And like I, I imagine there's some people being like, well, they wouldn't target injuries. Yeah. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Yes, they even would. last night. Okay, so even last night, you got no Bergeron, you got no Krejci. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations from Coil to kind of fill in those positions, like fill in those shoes. They were gunning after Coil from the get go mm-hmm. last night. Like he was, he had a target on his back. And if you're going to tell me like Marshy hasn't been targeted, dude, like they are targeting individuals. Why would they not target limbs? Yeah, like it, it's absolutely part of it. It's like not a glamorous part of it, but it's just strategy. Like it's yeah, like they they're leaning hard on this one guy. If you get rid of him, then they're screwed. Yeah, and I think I think the Marshy stuff has has toned back because they're realizing that Marshy out of nowhere like just acquired the discipline of a Shaolin monk. But uh, Coyle, like you said, was at the receiving end of this. I mean, he's not going to be a guy to overreact and, and lose his cool much anyway. But uh, it did not throw him off. If you thought you were going to get under his skin somehow and make him play a different game, that strategy didn't work. It did not. Sorry, I'm no. reading the box score. It's this, The box score for this game is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, what about it? Just a, all right. So just the few things that are catching my eye. So I, when they said Lauko knows the Hathaway, I was like, all right, I need Lauko and Hathaway to be the bruise brothers. They each had five hits. Mm-hmm. Hathaway also had five blocks, which I love. So, and Lauko only played six minutes and 22 seconds. He, uh, he yeah. So I had some criticisms about Lauko. Okay. Let's hear him. Let's hear him. Uh, dude plays hard. This is not the criticism. (laughs) (laughs) This is me. This is me softening the blow a little bit. Dude plays hard. We all know that we we talked when he first came up that it was like, oh man, he's really earning his spot. This dude does not want to go back to Providence. He's playing his ass off to try to stick around here. And he is doing that. He's playing with his heart. What he's not doing, Rob is playing with his fucking head. He just plays dumb sometimes. And, uh, it's, it's apparent. It's really apparent, especially when everybody is on and everybody's playing at playoff level. And especially in those, you know, 10, 15 minutes that we were talking about where the team was really dominating. There was a couple of times, bro, where uh, he needed to clear a puck and would just hold it. Or he would try to take a breakout himself out of the zone. 
or he would have a pass, and rather than taking the open pass, he would look for a second or third option. And uh, I don't know what his giveaway numbers are, but uh, he was technically credited with zero. Let me tell you what's not true. That. The eye test would tell you, not that. Did he have uh, how many block shots? Oh, no, he had none. That was looking at the wrong line. I thought he said he had five block shots. I was like, that's actually insane if he did that in six minutes. I didn't think he did. He didn't. Uh, he did have five hits in that time somehow. He plays with his heart. He's going to get in the dirty areas. He doesn't mind being the guy who is along because he's the guy who's worked his ass off to be along for the ride. But my God, get the puck off his stick. Just get the puck off his stick. There was a couple of other guys who had moments like that, but with him, it's super noticeable. Hate to be that guy. Hate to be criticizing after uh, I'm I'm picking apart some small things here, but him and Noshik had some some dumb plays with the puck on their stick. You are muted, my brother. Nosik? Nosik had the ugliest giveaway of the game that looked oh a yeah lot. like yeah, yeah 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 and then he blocked it immediately like he gave it away they took a shot and he just dove in front of it it's like all right my bad I'll, I'll clean that one up that i mean that looked a lot like the marshy giveaway or the giveaway to marshy in game two dude if we're talking giveaways we got to talk about one person and one person only to me say his name we're, we're paying that we paid the tax pretty hard this game yeah we paid the pasta tax pretty hard he he was killed in plays like straight up, he just was like he. They would get momentum. He'd get the puck, and he would just pass it beyond someone too short into the other team. There on the power play, he was just like rushing plays. Like he had time and space, he would just whip it off the boards right to the other team. Like he had the goal, and he's still David Pasternak. Yes, yes, yes. He had seven shots. Also, he had two in each of the previous two games. So that is nice. He was credited with three giveaways, which led the team. Uh, the next highest was Martian with two. And yes, I understand the more you have the puck in your stick, the more likely you are to have giveaways. But my goodness, was there a lot of giveaways? There was. I mean, th- this is the first game of the series where the Bruins did not leave in- lead in giveaways. So that's something. They're almost f- down to single digits. We're getting there. They have five certainly- minutes, 46 seconds of power play time, too. More than wow. anybody. That's a lot. He had two was... amazing chances on that one power play. He did. He had Line has shots. his number for some reason. Well, I'll like tell every... you exactly why. You want to talk about Alex Lyon for a little let's bit talk, here? Let's talk about Alex Lyon here. All right, let's talk. We're jumping all over the joint, but I don't That's care. Fine. This is a That's scr- scattered brain. Like, there were good moments, bad moments. They won. They, you know, whatever. Alex Lyon has David Posternock's number, at least, you know, in, in, in that setting, because he's playing on his stick side. It's as simple as Alex Lyon's glove sucks. It's it so bad. Fucking sucks. Like unbelievably bad. He got beat by Marshy in game two on that, you know, top Sweet of the circle year. wrister glove side. Boom. Like it's nothing. Three Early in this game, the Taylor Hall short side glove side shot. Boom. Nothing. Uh, the, um, I mean, the, the, the coil one's a little different. That was, you know, he a, a tip in front. But then the uh, the Pasternak goal, also just a straight shot to his glove side. And I here's my theory, Rob. Let's here's hear it, Joe. Conspiracy theory, bro. I want to hear it. After the game, Mr. Maurice, 
which is what I've decided I'm going to call him. Because I not because I don't remember his first name right now, but because that's Paul. what I decided to call him. What is it? Paul. Paul. Paul Maurice. Yeah, it would have taken me a little bit. Paul. Mr. Maurice said, oh, we just wanted to get Bobrovsky some minutes. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to get him some reps. Don't look into it. So that it's just means, or, or like, we're losing this game, eh, whatever. Let's just get Bob in there to stretch his legs a bit. Yeah, and that would care. be a pretty you crazy your, thing pulled- to do. Down three goals with how much time left? When did 20. he come in? Huh? He he came in. I'm stalling. I am stalling. I mean, he came in with with 11.28 left to go. 11.28 left in a three-goal game. and uh, Not impossible. Not even close. So the the idea that, oh, we're just getting him some reps, lie. Lie. Everybody's lying. Alex lying in these playoffs. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, I wrote that one down. (laughs) <laughs> it's your only that'd note that you wrote down is lion yes. question mark like <laughs> lion i think he is uh no but dude i think it's that paul maurice said they got his number they are gonna keep going glove side he does not have it get him out of there i does think Bob that's start a- game four um I think he does. I don't think that's a given because I think that's something you can adjust to and work on and make him aware of and whatever. But I think in the moment, he's already given up two. He's given up three in the last two games on that glove side that he should have had all three of. Uh, I think that's like a, okay, now's not the time for him to make adjustments on the fly down 3-0 in the third. It is, the move is get him out of there right now and just put Bob in. What What's Bob going to do? Let up a Let goal up a in the goal second shot he faces. <laughs> but, dude, how perfect was it that Felino scored this game, though? Like, literally, wow. literally last minute addition. And he, a great game from Nick, too. Like, that's that looked like Nick. First two games, he was kind of, you know, like, uh, kind of that same, like, has he played yet? Uh, yeah. Kind of just a non-factor. But he had him and Coyle both had that free arm going. Like that, like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm getting the puck to your net kind of move, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, The finish, bro. The finish is a goal scorer's finish. 90% of guys, maybe most guys, that situation, just one time that. Just touch and try to go far side. Felino to gather it under pressure, take it on the backhand, short side. I think oh that's a little bit of knowing bob really i think so i mean felino and bob are not not uh strangers bro they know each other pretty oh well. my god yes yeah right columbus correct columbus kind yeah. of entirely <laughs> i forgot they both had famous careers in columbus <laughs> they were both the, the they are arguably right. like they among were top columbus. five blue jackets of all time they were columbus <laughs> they were my, columbus my bad my bad. And Felino, uh, I, I think that's some some of knowing him, dude. Because I that looked like vintage Nick Felino. That looked like goal scorer Nick Felino. That does not look like third, fourth line bruiser end of his career, later in his career, Nick Felino. I love Just all versions of Nick Felino, personally. You're a fan of all versions, you said? Yes, of Nick Felino. Absolutely. As long as it's him. I like Nick. Uh yeah, he he so yeah, he had four shots, four hits, and a block. And of course, that goal, beautiful. 
Uh, Taylor Hall, too. Goal and an assist. That goal, yeah. we, we touched on it because Lyon probably absolutely definitely should have saved that. Yeah, You know what I'm confused on? I thought Alex Lyon owned our franchise. So I how heard is, that, too. So how is it that he does, but then he gets pulled? Someone's Someone is Lyon. And thank Come you on. for bay. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we end the show. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, do we cover everything? No, it just ended naturally. Uh, just, I don't know. I, I feel like I, the black and white of this game wasn't, I, I'm not remembering the X's and O's as much as I'm remembering just how it made me feel. Like going yeah. into the week, back up to one, like all the very reactionary like predictions have Bruins that like a 76% chance of winning the series now. It feels very possible, if not, I don't want to say likely, but very possible for them to win again Sunday. Yes. There kind of isn't much of a home ice advantage here because there's so many fucking Bruins fans. There, like, like the writers are yeah. saying probably like 25% Bruins fans there, where when we were at game one, I probably... Zero? Like, I would conservatively say two to 300 Panthers fans. Maybe I don't think Possibly I more. saw more than two. I mean, we were also in the balcony. I feel like that'd be a loge thing. Is it though? I don't know. I have no idea. That's a total guess. I did not see many Panthers jerseys, like really at say, all. What made you think it's a loge thing? I don't know. know. I just because I just we didn't see them in the balcony. I figured they had to be somewhere. Uh, I don't know if they do. I don't know if they're anywhere. I don't know if they're in yeah. Sunrise. Yeah, regardless, uh, they, people are also pointing out uh, that. There might be a pressure for the ruins to play at home that doesn't exist on the road, so it might have been a little easier for them to like let up. Like you don't have don't like know. the like people paid seven hundred dollars a ticket to come watch you. Like I don't know about the pressure. I don't no. know about that, but I do think they're a, an incredible road team. Oh my god! And yeah, I mean, I don't think that. I know that there's numbers to back it up, but I think the- there's an added camaraderie around like we're on the road we're all traveling together it's all hockey all the time morning to night uh and there's the um perceived notion that you're a bit of an underdog on the road that you know we're going into their building and like we got or whatever i think they i think they buy into that i don't know i think they got to kind of squint their eyes to see the picture that way but i think they do it because they uh their road numbers we're stupid this year. They were better than any team at home this yeah, year. Yeah, that <laughs> like that's, that's not an exaggeration. Right. That's just it's, like, it's not. That's the craziest part. Like it just so they I, simply were that good this year. I think they're a road team, bro. I think I, I really, really like them on the road. I really like them in game four. But I don't want I don't want to move all too quickly past um something that you brought up uh a second ago there. And Re- that is me. God, I don't remember what it was. Me neither. Uh, this is what you get. It doesn't matter. Jack loves the term invading crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He loves Absolutely. that term. He used it three times. Come, uh, He always points out when there's a Let's Go Bruins chant going. I think yeah. at one point they were just like opposite rhythms of like, Let's Go Bruins. Let's Go Panthers. Like... I mean, that's fun because I, I would get super engaged if I heard that I was like actively competing with another fan base. Yeah. I mean, you realize how many Bruins fans there are right out of the gate before the Let's Go Bruins fans 
chant even starts because the camera is right on the top of row eight. Correct. You do get to see just the back of everyone's head and like what jersey they're wearing. It's ideal. A lot of a lot of B stuff. A lot of B stuff in that building. Yeah, they they gave out white T-shirts on every seat, and there was just no one wearing them. There Nobody was cared. No, <laughs> it's not like Winnipeg that does like the whiteout, or they used mm-hmm. to at least, which was awesome. It looks Sick. super cool. They, I think they tried, and then Panthers were like, "We're wearing our red home jerseys. Why are we wearing white? <laughs> like, what is this? Like, it's weird." Dude, the Winnipeg whiteouts are sick. They Worse when they it. commit to it, it's awesome. Like that's such a cool look. Yeah, but I also in the same vein, I love it's just so the sea funny of black to try. The garden. It's so so funny and so fitting that the Panthers would be like, "Hey guys, we're gonna do one of those. We're gonna do a whiteout. Everybody wear white." And it no. just doesn't work. Nah, we're good. Nah. So funny. Wait, you want us to what? Is that a thing? That's so funny. Oh, another great post in the subreddit for Panthers. Low energy, slow. They don't want it. They do. Why do you take Lion out? He's not the issue. It's the whole fucking team playing with low energy. <laughs> yes. You know, good, good. You know who what? sucks? And I don't mean this. Who does in suck? A, in a mean way, I mean this in a uh, turns out you kind of suck way. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, what a letdown! What a letdown he's been. Uh, Such a baby. He, he is trying so hard to be a mosquito. It it's working. not working. It's not working <laughs> like straight it's up. So like... funny. He is taking like these cross checks after the whistle. It's like the Bruins just meditated beforehand at like three guys, and we're like. If he's wearing number 19, we do not engage. Look, he's if you wearing... have Brad Martian on your team, you're probably just kind of having immunity to pests. You're like, <laughs> you're anything you throw at us, we deal with in our own locker room much worse. So it's like, yeah. you, you got nothing for us. So we've been immunized to this style of play. <laughs> yeah. Like, like no one on this team really is like taking the bait too hard. Everybody's very disciplined this series so far, especially Martian. My fucking God is Brad Martian more disciplined. This is probably the most disciplined I have ever seen him. And that's not an exaggeration, bro. He's running the series too. Unbelievable. What, what a couple of games from him, bro. An assist, four shots, two missed shots. And then like nothing in the physical game. An assist very well could have been a goal. Yes. Yeah. 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 That that was that deflection. Oh my God. Coil, uh, bro, real quick. I we are just jumping all over. The, who cares? This is just even, a yeah, who gives a shit? fun, fun recap of a win. That goal, the coil tip, mm. coil creating space like that in front of the net, bro. Master class. What a master class. Go and watch that goal back and just watch him just clear out space for himself and get the inside ice. He gets his elbow in front of him. Gets his hips behind him, pushes him out with his ass, stretches his arms, like gets a what? Like he just, he does like There's four things in a row. Hmm? You see the Flino quote? No. He said, like, he's like, it feels weird. He's like, Charlie Coyle is a man. Like, it feels weird saying it, but that's what he is. Like, it's he's like, a man. You, he you come, he's like, he's a man. Like, it's like, yeah. And it coming from Nick Felino. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I've been saying this since 2019 when we got Coyle. Dude has got the best hand eye coordination on the team. Like he bobbles the puck out of the air more than anybody. He gets the best tips out of the air. It's wild mm-hmm. his hand-eye coordination. When he gets moving to his stick handling, 
is crazy. He had a he had that backhand shot. Uh, I think it was in the second. But yeah, the way yeah, he yeah. when he's coming into the zone, like his ability to stay head up, chest forward, and be dipsy doodling is uh, kind of overlooked because you don't think of Coil as that kind of guy. But when he when he needs to create space, when he needs to quarterback a play, that hand eye coordination you're talking about totally comes into play, bro. Uh, well, we are jumping everywhere, but I yeah, just let's just do it. Um, let's just do it. Dimitri Orlov has four assists in this series. Isn't Dimitri assist Orlov and uh, Tyler Bertuzzi are the points leaders in this series. <laughs> Bertuzzi has back to back games with a 10 minute misconduct, too. <laughs> That's the most like it's like, yeah, he has three, Jesus, three assists, I think a goal or two, and has like 30 penalty minutes. Like, Talk oh, about a Bruin. My God. I just love him. I love him and, so much. Oh, McAvoy had eight hits last night, including the one that we did. can't stop watching. Just two, two, because he had the one five seconds into the game, too. Yes, he did. Yo, oh my God. Talk about setting the pace. He tried. That was crazy. Was. And he then that big them. one, Jack. Oh, my God, Jack. All right. Jack has a tendency. God love him. I love him like my father. If Jack has a tendency to defend weird plays where like it's worth a second look you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. not dirty but it's like always worth a second look like he'll just jump right on the the bruins did nothing wrong here and i'm like absolutely i kind of want to see a replay before i say that (laughs) you know like that hit chuck lined him up and it was beautiful but if if that guy was standing on his feet i love that hit the fact that he was like on one knee made me be like, okay, I want to see it again. I don't know if Chuck just like crushed this guy's temple. Well, even if he did, it's Lundell's fault. Like he sees Chuck coming and then takes a knee. Yeah, I don't like, know what it that was, was about. I don't. It's know not that. like he was already on his knee and Chuck lined him up. Like I, Chuck was doing that thing where like the defensemen, it's like they're like skating backwards and like kind of their side. You can see they're lining someone up. It's yeah, like he's, a very he's doing like the the hip check crossover. Exactly. And like every time anybody starts doing that, I, I lean forward. I'm like, oh, oh. And he just but lined like you them never up. see it. It's not 2003. Like you don't see that. No, Clifton tried to lay one out in the game two and yeah, just completely missed and then hit someone else. And I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Uh, but no, like that, even if he fucking hit Lundell up high, that is not, it's like when someone spins on the boards and gets boarded at last yeah. second, like that's not the person who hit you's fault that you moved in that position at the last moment. It's not Chuck's fault that this guy just is like, what if I kneeled down and took this hit <laughs> on the top half of my body? I know <laughs> I'll put my head out so that I don't hurt my body. Now we're talking. Uh, yeah, the, that that scrum, though, I mean, I, I was waiting for those. I think yeah. I, what's funny is I texted you and I said, like, one more goal and this gets chippy. Uh-huh. And then and then followed it up with, which I feel is coming soon. And, like, 30 seconds later came the pasta goal. And two minutes later came that McAvoy hit. And then the scrum. But I was just ready for that. Dude, come, come 2-0 late and then 3-0 was like, all right, let's just get to it. Let's just start the fisticuffs. That's what I really want here. I want to get my blood pumping. I want to get like amped up for, for Sunday. And I want Lomberg to piss me off again. <laughs> Stop sucking and not being a factor. Right. Just piss me off again. Early on, he did, and he was being uh, kind of an asshole. Um, 
and uh, just kind of throwing some late stuff. But I just, I just need that a little bit more because Kachuk, Kachuk isn't doing it for me. Much like the bees, no. just he's, he's the Barkov of pests. It's not doing yeah, it. It's like, are you, are you there? Are we, you trying? We were all, everyone, everyone was wrong about this game. Everyone was like, this is gonna be a bloodbath. Really wasn't. Like there really was not. It was a shutout in my mind. It's four zero. Oh, yeah, oh bloodbath! You're oh. saying in terms of fisticuffs? Yes, like yeah, because okay. like the game two ended like with a lot of shit. Like Frederick getting mm-hmm. choked out. Although I have it on good authority from a choking person expert that that didn't happen. So who's nah. to say? Who's to say? Uh, but yeah, there just like wasn't all that much animosity in that game. You know, there was a little bit. Like there's gonna be some, but like not like. Even the, I think Montgomery was like, yeah, the first 10 minutes are going to be something else. Like, I don't know what his exact quote was, but he was alluding to like, yeah, there's going to be carryover. There kind of wasn't, which I thought in a way, he was I'm, more saying like, we know that we got to get out in front in the first 10 minutes. I didn't know he was. Maybe that's about what the, it, uh, I may have misunderstood it. That's entirely possible. That's kind of how I took it. Is that like that? That was kind of like a main focus of their uh, preparation for the game was like, which even better because like I was kind of fine with them not letting this turn into a, a war because it's like, yeah. all right, well, what, why don't we just focus on winning the hockey game? That's why, yeah. why don't we do that? And they did. And then they won it pretty. Again, I think pretty that was probably the, the uh, um, narrative going in is like, Hey guys, we're not going to get distracted by this shit. They're going to get, try to get under your skin. Kachuk it's the is only gonna, way they're going to be able to win. Kachuk is going to cross check. Gudis is yeah. going to tackle you and just get away with it for some fucking reason. Uh, like, Lomberg is going to take a late hit at the boards high, but we're not going to get involved in that shit because we're the best hockey team yes. uh, in the history of the league. So how about we just score more goals? Uh, but that does lead me to a very, very fun little point here. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Radko Gudis can, can, I did double check this, can receive penalties. What's your source? Yeah, so I had to I had to make some calls. I had to check. This is kind of insider info. I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this, but uh, but I'm going to. Yeah, he he can, in fact, receive penalty calls. I just uh, they're choosing not to believe it or not. Hmm. What the fuck is up with that? I I I'm kind of at a point where I'm either like they either should just totally ignore Gudis or like someone needs to address it. Because I think it's going to reach a point where not even him specifically, but someone on the, on the Florida Panthers team is going to get desperate and do something really fucking stupid and really try to hurt one of the Bruins. And if that does happen, all the conversations will be they let this happen because they kept letting Gudis and other in company get away with it. Yeah. So I would kind of rather they address it, but like you kind of don't want them to, unless it's like, you've already won the game. Like you're up four or five, nothing. Okay. Then dole out your justice. Like don't get distracted. Cause like, you don't want to give the momentum. Like if you want to keep playing like the like nitty gritty physical game, like you're kind of playing into their hand a little bit. Like, cause in terms of like actual hockey plays, the Bruins are absolutely the better team. So as long as they can focus on that, they're going to win. So like, I'm kind of in a weird place where I'm like, I don't want them to get away with it, but I don't know at what cost it'll come for you to like get away from the Bruins current game, like for them to get away from just focusing on scoring. I don't know how it would affect them negatively though, to like put a stop to that. Like what, what's the counter argument? Like why would they not 
Well, I guess it's who's doing it. When are you doing it? Are you giving them momentum? Because it's like, that's also like, not like, oh, I'm going to go kick his ass. Like, that's Radko Gudis. It's like, more likely than not, he's going to kick your ass. Like, right. Like, is it going to actually help? Is it going to like give them more energy? Like, oh, what I don't want. He was giving it to him and they tried to fight back and then he gave it to him even worse. Like, what I don't want them to do is just let them being the officiating crew just allow Radko Gudis to be beating the shit out of people in play behind the play like it's happened four times like how is he just able to do that because that is going to fire up somebody and that is going to make somebody probably take a run at him and that is going to make somebody try to fight him and get their ass kicked mm-hmm. and uh i get letting the play go but it sets a weird precedent for um the, the, the rest of the game when like that's not how you're calling it. it's super inconsistent when like there was that interference call in this game where um mr maurice was like giving that face of like what is that call and watching it back is like yeah that is interference it's it's a regular season interference it's a kind of a borderline playoff interference but it's an interference call mm-hmm. but like i kind of get where he's coming from when like hey like you just let radko play WWE with Brad Marsha in last game. You just let him tackle. I don't remember who it was in this game that he just decided he was going to assault behind the play right in front of the referee. Yeah, you kind of lose track of it after a while. Yeah, it's just another Bruin underneath 300 pounds of Radko. But like, okay, like draw the line somewhere. Let me know what, what we're doing. Because like one day you're shortening the game by three seconds and uh, you know, you're you're dealing out misconducts, and you do the same thing in game three, where you're you're given uh, who was it, uh, Bertuzzi and um, Montour misconducts in the last ten minutes of the game, but also just allowing this other extracurricular stuff to go on. It's just it's just inconsistent and it's weird to me. I don't I don't much care for it. Yeah, it's much like Lion is great against great shots and bad against bad shots. The rest are letting the worst stuff go and calling the softest shit. It's like, yeah. what's going on? What are we doing? There's got to be a term for that. There's, it's non-Newtonian. What? Yeah, you didn't see my tweet? No. Have you ever Maybe. heard of a non-Newtonian fluid? No, I'm about to get real. Yeah. Oh, not. Oh, oh, non-Newtonian fluid. Yeah. All right. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Right. Right. No, now I remember. It's just like this, like goop. And if I just pick it up really slowly and delicately pull it apart, it's like a liquid. It's like it's just like a gel almost. But if I punch it, it's like I'm punching wood. Like the harder you hit it, the more resilient it is. But the, the lighter you are with it, the more delicate it is. And it's the same thing. Like the harder you press Lion, the harder he's going to push back. But if you just throw a fucking squeaker on net, it's going to go in. Love that. Non-Newtonian. I can't believe I forgot about non-Newtonian fluid. All right. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I have it with breakfast every morning. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) No, because that'd be bad. Because I know all about non-Newtonian fluid. That was just a joke. That was just a joke. joke. Uh, I saw a good stat here on Twitter. Uh, This is kind of crazy so last night was the bruins first playoff win in the post right playoff win <laughs> yeah, yeah. without bergeron or krejci 
Oh man, Since can I guess? April. Yes. April. Uh, April. <laughs> Gave it away. Two thousand five. Two thousand and three. Wow. It's been over 20 years since the Bruins have won a playoff game without Bergeron or Krejci in the lineup. God damn, huh? Also, yeah, Krejci is also 50-50 for game four, and then Bergeron yes. is, quote, likely for game five, which is, that surprised me, and I'm, I kind of don't believe it, to be honest. Yeah, no, me neither. I wouldn't I don't wait think that's true. for it. And the thing is, if they come back home and they're up 3-1, they're not going to play him. play Bergeron? No, you do not. You're, they're like, we got it. Like, don't worry. Like, but I mean, because that means that you won both games Russ. in Florida and you're on a roll. Yeah. And you're playing well without but do you him. You want him to get some no. ice time against Florida before playing either Tampa or Toronto or it's, Tampa. It depends on how close he is to like actually coming back. Like if he is good and it's not going to like make his injury any worse then sure. Yeah. But if he's not, if he's even close, if it's even like one thing that's going to tweak it and make him go completely out for the rest of the playoffs, like, no, don't push it. Yeah. Dude, also, uh, we didn't bring this up at the time when we were talking about Krejci um, and his, you know, probable uh, scratch for game four. But the Oscar Steen call up, bro. Oh, yeah. It it makes sense now. Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying I get it now. Because, like, at the time we were like, oh, is this, are they anticipating? a Noshik suspension. That was like the most we could come up with. We're like, or is it just to add some depth because Bergeron isn't traveling like just to have in their back pocket? No, bro. It's because they are anticipating losing another center because they knew that Krejci was probably not going to be good to go. That's a good point. So there's that. There's some expert analysis for you. That's why you come here, folks. Yep. That's why you tune in, ladies and germs. I love it so much. Uh, Yeah, I... I, I don't know. Is there anything more yeah, specific in this um, game? Yeah, speaking of the scratches. Speaking of the scratches. Yes. Omark didn't oh, take yeah, morning game time skate. decision. Yeah, game time decision was supposed to be Swayman and Bussy. But uh, that was odd. I was expecting that to be a Swayman start. I don't know if we see Swayman in game four, but I feel like it's probably time. No. I I just keep Olmark in. Like if I know we love our Goldie rotation, but like if it's working, it's working. Like yeah, I don't. But that's I what don't worked know. all year. I know, I know. I just it it. I'm afraid it's gonna be like for the Panthers. Like okay, here's a new guy. This is a guy we had two wins against this season. I don't want it to energize them at all. Not this is not saying I don't think Swayman's a great yeah. goaltender. Couldn't get a win because he absolutely could. Um, I don't know. I just I just. I'm very much of the opinion you ride the hot hand. Something about putting him in in front of a thin team too is a uh, is a little something. I know that we're, when we talk about a backup in Boston, uh, we have like a crazy luxury that we're talking about going from the best goaltender to like the third or fourth best goaltender. <laughs> like I know yep. it's it's uh, what a hardy crazy. Yeah, but I I still don't know about putting him out in front of a, a thin team. But like if Omar was sick, which he which he was. That is just out there that he had the stomach bug everybody had that Lauko said he lost eight pounds during the course of. Uh and he has uh according to some of the writers looked a little shaky in terms of uh like looked a little slow at times like might be favoring something. Olmark? Yes. He was and he, yeah he, he there's some contact with him and he was slow to get up last night too. He did, and he and he took contact to the head, and he was looking a little a little banged up before that. 
So if all those things are happening and he was like a last minute game time decision, I don't know how true that is, but on paper, he was a game time decision for game three. I feel like the likelihood of uh, seeing him or seeing Swayman in game four is probably at its highest that it's been. Also, if you are waiting on Toronto or Tampa, do you want to be playing Linus Hallmark every night? No. Yeah, I don't know. Like this is this is I could go either way with it. I just I my gut is telling me to keep Olmark in that. Will not in any way be like fuck if I see Swayman. I'll be like, okay, yeah. cool. We're also probably gonna win. So it doesn't in the end it doesn't really matter. Like I don't think it has a huge effect. I just would prefer, I think, to see Olmark stay in. I would uh very much prefer to come back to Boston with a clincher at the ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> sure. It would just yeah. be great. I almost predicted the game too. You almost did. I said it was four nothing, and then it was for a bit, and then they were just like, "Yeah, we can let a few go in." Like, no, 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 no. Although I do, someone I work with was like, "Yeah, I predicted the score right," and I was like, "Oh, bully for you!" Like, I was gonna say, you're sitting here patting yourself on the back because you were two goals off from the prediction. I was one goal off from the prediction. Oh yeah, what did you fi- say? I, I said five two. Yeah, but mine was cooler because I wanted a shutout. Honestly, dude, I'm going to give this one to you for no reason other than I felt I that was a shutout. That one, that one was a shutout. I I noticed how we didn't even talk about the goals because they don't matter. I don't care about them at all. No, no. Might be wrong, but I just simply don't. Don't did we? uh, The second one worried me a little bit. Okay, a touch. You want to touch that? I will, and. I mean, that's as much as I have to say about it. Uh, the last two minutes of this game, in terms of a bleeding the clock and just like shutting anything down, were clinical from Boston. They were great. They were, great. They, they were playing so smart. They weren't, they didn't ice it. They were just getting like, we're just going to chip into the neutral zone, make them reset, make them reset, make them reset over and over and over again. They got nothing going. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It's great. The only time they did, I said it was impossible. Just like winged it for like a hundred and sixty. What are you doing? Empty netter. I don't know, dude. What are you doing? He's, Take three strides. Yeah, that's. You're, he was like in the neutral zone. I would like to see him tighten up a little bit. Uh, yeah, just smarten up a little bit, David. Did you see Bergeron and Chris Kelly? Yes. Yeah. Texting I love about that. X's and yeah. O's. So Bergeron was texting Kelly during the game, like about like the game, like watching it from afar. Like that dude is missing out so badly right now. He uh he has a, a Tom Brady thing about him. Expand on that. Um in that anytime he spends off uh, like away from the game is spent analyzing the game, and so much of his success comes from his brain. You know, we've never said yeah. like, oh, my okay. God, Bergeron stick handling. Like, oh, no, my God, a, Bergeron shot. His no, hockey IQ is insane. His IQ and his hustle. And that's like those are his biggest he's assets. three or four moods ahead of you all the time. Like he's, he's always he positioned in the right do. place because he knows where you want that puck to go. Like and he's like, cool, I'm going to be there instead. Like, Oh, Coyle, also, Coyle had a lot of that last night, too. There was a lot of that from Coyle. He was always in the Bergeron right spot. light. Yep. Yo, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh I wanted to Bergeron real quick, real quick, real quick. Last episode, because I know we're, we're probably wrapping up here. This, this yeah. is a long enough uh, one game recap. Last episode, I said I was going to go through the Montreal first period and try to find where Bergeron got hurt. 
Okay. Yes. Watched it through, got to like the end of the period, and then I started going backwards. Because at the end of the period, uh, there was a play in front of the net where he he's uh, you know back checking, <laughs> believe it or not, and uh, he's leaning on his stick kind of a lot. When the play's away from him, he's leaning on his stick, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's got to be before this, right? Like he's laboring just the tiniest bit, and it's really really hard to catch because he does not labor much. He's leaning on his stick, and I'm like, okay, where 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 did this happen? Go back a little bit. And he's on the bench, just kind of looking uncomfortable and whatever. And I'm like, okay, it's got to be before this. It's got to be before this. The only thing that I found, Rob, was on his first shift. Something it was non-contact. Something weird happened, and he took like a a ten second shift. Like it was his oh. very first shift. He cut short a lot, and that was it it is pretty obvious that he is laboring and that he's in some pain and he played the rest of the period like crazy dude blocked shot he hustled back broke up a two-on-one and like you just know that a lot of that is uh you know just bergeron being bergeron and playing the game the way that he plays but a lot of that is knowing this is his last game in his hometown or home province last regular season game as a Bruin last game in front of his family. Uh, that guy, that guy is, is just, it, it's hard not to get like emotional talking about what, what a fucking guy he is. Uh, and I really, really, really feel for the poor bastard who had to sit him down in that intermission and tell him you're not going back out there because there's 0% chance it was Patrice himself. No. Yeah. That's another thing. People are like, why did they play him? I'm like, it was his call. They, they had to tell him, you cannot go back out. They specifically said he wanted to keep playing. They were like, no, like we can't let you. Like, I can't uh, I can't imagine. Can you imagine being that guy? Be like, Patrice, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not going like, back out there. I, I know the team's not necessarily missing him too hard in terms of like the fact that they're still winning and like still playing well without them and they have depth. Mm. But like him as a leader... I, there's no replacing that. Like him not on the bench is what they're missing, I think. Yeah. And it's what I miss. It's just weird. It feels weird to not have birds run out there right now. And I don't I don't like it. Feels a little empty. Feels a little ugly. Yeah. But uh knowing he's as plugged in as he is, which comes as no shock, is just no. great. Yeah. So I know maybe he's... we see him game five. I would honestly, I don't know. I'm pretty fifty fifty on it, whether or not it's the right call, depending obviously on where he's at physically. Uh, nice. But I want him. I want him to get his legs going. But I mean, you can also do that outside the uh, arena of a uh, playoff hockey game. Maybe that's not the best place to get his gears turning a little bit before playing. Probably the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, how are these? Other, do you want to do a little check? Of how it, is what is that series? Is that two to one, Tampa? Uh, I I do not know. I try not to think about oh, one to one. Yeah, I'll say, I, I don't think they, they played game. a night. No, no, they they play on an opposite day. They play today. Cool. All right. Well, where are you feeling about that series? Who you think it's impossible to tell. The first game was seven three lightning. The next one was seven two Leafs. It's impossible to tell right now. Um, they're going to Florida now. So, like they're playing in Tampa or Amelie Arena. 
I have I have no read on this series whatsoever. Like it's just swung so hard both directions. My gut still tells me Toronto wins. I still think Toronto wins this series. It will be hilarious if they don't, because it's just the meme of them getting knocked out in the first round. Um, but again, like in my I'm telling you, in my I'm feeling Toronto brew in second round. It just feels yeah. too right. And I don't want to fucking uh, play Vasilevsky again. I really don't. I'm so tired. <laughs> Fair. So tired of playing against Vasilevsky. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Uh, it, it it should serve as serious motivation to wrap this series up as quickly as possible because yeah, that one, if it keeps going that way, other. yeah, let them beat the shit out of each other. And you need rest. You need to buy some guys some time. I would love to have close to a full lineup come uh, a, a series that's going to be a lot tougher than this one. Yes, uh, way tougher. I know that that probably sounds a little arrogant to be like talking about. No, it's guys just true. Series, I mean, it's. But- you're going against the two or three in the div- in one of the hardest divisions or hurt yeah hardest divisions to play in in the league versus the second wild card spot. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's totally fair. I mean you're going against either the number three or number nine team in uh, the league next round. So look forward to it. Well, until then, we still got two more wins to get. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out. As we'll always. catch you after uh, game four. And as always, thank you, Paul Korea. Thank you for bearing with me. Ooh, that booty. Smack it up. Flip it. Rub it down. 